0: We have no chatter happening right now. It's weird. Gotta have chatter. We're all dancing though. It's kind of weird. <laughs> Welcome to Flipping Off, a purpose driven podcast about flipping houses and making a difference. All right, good afternoon, everybody. Good morning, good evening, whatever wherever you are. For us, it's afternoon. Uh coming to you live from the Frequency Factory in Riverside, California. This is Melina Boswell. Co-founder of New Wealth Advisors Club. Today in the house, I have with me Kevin Castillo. (laughs) Oh, good. Hey, Kevin,
1: we can't hear you over here.
0: Oh, that's because we have these funky headphones on. He's talking to the – yeah, I got it. Uh, Christian Rios. Hello. And Mr. Tim Wilkinson. Hello. Oscar Solares. Hi. (laughs) And Mr. Frank Luna.
2: Hi, everybody.
0: All right. And then over there on the couch today, we have Tim Jackson, the one and only. All right. So today we thought we would pick up, uh, and it's actually a continuation of our last podcast about the market. And uh, we were joking about it that maybe we should start an entire series on – on conspiracies. <laughs> Kristen started saying afterward, Hey, so what was, you know, blah, blah, blah. we started talking about it, right? <laughs>
3: yeah. We need to change the genre of the podcast <laughs>
0: <laughs> to conspiracies. <laughs> so um, we could go on and on and on. We probably will. As a matter of fact, not on the, not on the air. Yeah. But uh, today, so we were talking about, we wanted to talk about like the response. What do we do to the shifting in the market? And, uh, uh, Something that I said to the guys, which is – it's a phenomenon to me, and I I don't think that I wrapped my mind around it. I still am bewildered um, around the fact that the market is driven by emotion, like how people feel, (laughs) And that is the craziest thing when you think about it. It's like, well, why don't we all just feel good all the time and keep the market up? But that isn't the truth, is it? The truth is, is that how people feel, how we are feeling about things is what starts to um, – that actually leads the market out. Mm-hmm. And so I, I find that fascinating by for several reasons. One of them is that <laughs> the fact that we don't spend enough time, I think, in talking about what's happening in our mind like what's happening with us emotionally and that that really is that is the driver of everything if we're honest that's the driver of our whole lives is our feelings and so what do we do with that if the market you know that means that our are you telling me like I was thinking about this that my pocketbook is affected by what's happening in my mind and in my heart That's an amazing phenomenon to think about, but it is the truth. And so I wanted to talk today a little bit about, not a little bit, but I wanted to just spend time today talking about the feelings that show up uh, when the market is going where it's going. Like I was describing it in class last week as uh, there's a disruption getting ready to happen. And I can feel the grumblings of a disruption about to take place. And that can make you feel, leave you feeling a certain kind of way. It brings in all kinds of emotion. And so I don't think it's wise. I think it's actually irresponsible to ignore the emotion that is associated with the grumblings of the shift in the market. And so uh, maybe I'll just have each one of you. Would you guys share? Maybe each one of you share, like, just personally, what's happening for you? Like, what happens for you? Um, like emotionally, and then really physically, because the truth is, emotion is completely associated with with ourselves physically.
3: Yeah, and I was gonna, that's actually where I went. Something that popped into my mind is this last quarter of the year, this is when everyone starts getting sick too. Everyone starts posting on Instagram, or on Facebook, on Instagram, oh my gosh, I'm so sick. And then if you let that get into your mind, you're going to end up getting sick you know so so, so it's it's this the market's the same exact way if people are seeing like people are on cnn they're on all those you know news channels and they say the market's coming down the market's coming down everyone starts buying it mm-hmm. guess what's going to happen it's mm-hmm. it's going to come down mm-hmm. and what was cool after listening to that last podcast after chatting with tim he kind of had the different spin on it where us as investors it could maybe even be a good opportunity when we sell properties too, if we want to get rid of a property, uh, you know, a little quicker. So can you share Tim, a little bit, like kind of what you shared on the mm. positive note of if NACO, if that program, you know, could, if there could be benefits to it. Mm-hmm. I, <clears throat> I think that,
1: um, I think I said it last time that if I was in the bank's position, I would absolutely do that. Um, do exactly what they're doing. And because I can see as an investor, I can see the that position, I can see that position. Yeah. And when I look at the where we stand right now, for the last few months, we've looked at properties that have maybe sat on the market a little longer. Um, mm-hmm. Prices have definitely softened. Softened. We've seen um, from a year ago to where you list a property and it sells within days for more than the property is sold for, or that, that you listed it for. Um, to now you list it and it might sit on the market for a little while mm-hmm. and you're definitely getting offers below what you um, listed it for. So we're definitely seeing those things in the market. And this product from an investor standpoint, from somebody who's in the business of fixing and flipping properties, like I presume most of the people listening to us are, um, it puts us in a position where maybe there's, there's about to be uh, a bunch of money dropped into exactly our market, right? In other I mean, words, our,
0: our, our end buyers. Yeah, our right? end
1: buyers mm-hmm. are, you know, and um, I feel like this conversation is not necessarily any different than the last one. It's just it, – um, I think what I'm getting to is we're still kind of talking about the details, mm-hmm. not necessarily what do we do. But um, the – where I just went was that um, – Oh, damn, I lost my
0: train. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. You can say that. That's
1: not a big, you lost your train of thought. I lost my train yeah. of thought. I'm so sorry, guys. Well,
0: it has something to do with, we, we really wanted to focus today on what do we do? How do right. we respond? And I, I think that's a legitimate question, actually, that Christian said, because it is it is a, a, a response that I think is a positive response to what we're seeing in the market, right? A response could be, hey, maybe we take, because we can't change what is. Right? All we can do is work. We, we get to choose how we respond to what is. So, if our response is, hmm, you know, how is it that I can take what is and use it to benefit to create a win win? Because that's how we do business at NWAC, right? Our whole goal is always win win win. If we don't create win win wins, we don't want to be in the deal. So, maybe for the right person, this is a huge opportunity for somebody to become a homeowner because of certain circumstances. So, I think using the knack alone for your end buyer is absolutely a positive reaction to what is. I don't I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think that makes perfect sense. Right. So then maybe that means we need to, you know, get in and understand more about that loan program. You know, do we market it maybe when we're trying to resell a property and give an opportunity to somebody who otherwise wouldn't have an opportunity? Because ultimately we can't be responsible for decisions that people make. Mm-hmm. You know, all we can do is work in within the scope of what is. Now you can you can not make mistakes like oh this person is going to buy a seven hundred thousand dollar home and they make forty thousand dollars a year like that's obvious you know that's predatory that's you know that's just a dumb business model so we wouldn't do that but maybe for the right person it could create an opportunity and that's how we look at it so um so back to my original question which was um, how how do you feel? <laughs> like how is your heart like what's happening with your heart when you i know something happens to us internally like on the interior um of our of our being <laughs> when we hear uh the market going down like what happens how does that affect you what you know who wants to share like honestly
2: it it causes me to um uh, start looking into everything i mean we know that the stock market is correcting mm-hmm. um interest rates are going up. Treasury bill notes are going up the yield. That's causing people to sell stuff off. That's going to affect everything. Yeah. And um, we know that the market's going to correct. Yep. So it's designed to do that,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: which is something people miss. I missed. Like in 2008, I didn't know the market was designed to correct that Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. And we hear um, uh, the president Yelling at the Fed not to raise the interest rate <laughs> because you're going to crash the market. And uh, and if you listen to what the Fed is saying, they are say, well, we've strategically placed these increases over the next year very small and to minimally affect the market. So what's minimally?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We know it's going to affect the market. There's no way that raising interest rates is going to not affect the market. Mm-hmm. It has to. Right. It just affects that. Our end buyers' buying power. Mm-hmm. So, to artificially um, keep the market inflated for a little bit longer, they start rolling out these loan programs
0: because
2: mm-hmm. they're not ready for it to. I don't want to say the word. <laughs> They're not ready for it to overcorrect. <laughs> right? So they have the Price well,
0: improvements. Right.
2: So at, at, at the end of the day, the banks completely control the market. Mm-hmm. They say, well, we want these prices to stay up like this for another 18 months.
0: Yes. Why don't we
2: roll out a loan program? And they give people. It's like a hot potato. Yeah. <laughs> it's it like is. Like we got all these loans out. All right. Sell all this stuff. And then their interest rates are going up. Let's 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 change some of the guidelines on these um, this market pro- on this program. Not as many people are going to qualify, and at the end of the day, the supply and demand of housing and those, you know, qualified buyers—that's all that matters. That's yes. all that's affecting it. And the banks—they totally know how many people are applying for loans. Yep. They know what's happening. So, the the market is going to have to correct with the price inflation going up, with the interest rates going up. There's it's an it's it's no inevitable mm-hmm. it's inevitable it has to happen
0: so what happens to you frank like emotionally, because well. it's so funny. Last time when we were recording our podcast, when I started talking about NACA and what the program, you know, the 100% program that was coming out, you were on your phone. And we were mm-hmm. like – and I was looking over and I could see that you were just doing research because that's what you do. Frank immediately wants to get into – he wants data. He wants facts so that he can – so that, that's how you roll. Like that is your – that is who you are. You, you want to have data and facts so that you know what to do and, and you feel – Um, That gives you some sort of feeling. What is the feeling like that it gives you? Because something was happening for you, right? So can Uh, you – I mean I'm talking emotionally. Like would you get into where it is emotionally because I know logically where you are. But what what happens emotionally?
2: I guess I don't like knowing uh, what I'm not going to do. I don't like knowing – not knowing what to do, right? Mm -hmm. I like to – have all the information so that whatever decision I make, I can feel that I made a decision based off of all the information that's available to me. Mm-hmm. So if I don't have – if I don't go out of my way to make sure I have all the information that's available, then I can't be confident about any decision or, or what I'm going to do. Normally, especially in this circumstance, all it's going to do is reinforce – the the gut feeling that mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. right let me let me check this and that's always nice right when the data confirms the gut feeling that you have <laughs> it always
0: makes me happier i can right? tell you
2: it's like oh, mm, I can trust my gut instincts uh uh-huh, for uh-huh.
0: somebody mm. who operates instinctually, which is me it's it's very very good when the data confirms my my instinct
2: yeah, yeah. i for me the market uh in 2008 i knew not, i just knew i owned a home mm-hmm. and that it was now upside down <laughs> 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 that's all I knew. It's like, how did that happen? I mean, you <laughs> right. buy, yeah. I, mean I was. Uh, right. I was, I, I don't know how I was, 30 something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. When I bought my house, I was pretty young.
0: Yeah.
2: I was like 24 or something. Mm. So I, I didn't, all I knew, they, they told me I qualified for the mortgage and. Um,
0: and here's your payment?
2: Yeah. That's all I knew. So now, looking back, so many things I would have done different. Now, with that knowledge, what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what. Um, a lot of people are completely unaware of.
0: Yes. They
2: just know they have a job. They know that they have a certain income and they can afford a certain payment. That's really all that matters. Yep. But down the road, like five years or when the market corrects, you're looking at, did you get the right mortgage?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Did you, are you preparing yourself for long-term, you know, like when you're in your 60s that you're not going to have to worry about that? And a lot, a lot of people, well, I mean, we're, we talk to people all the time. They had no clue. Yeah. You know, nobody ever educated them on any of those things.
0: Yeah. So um, if I could, if I could put a word to um, how you feel. <laughs> Because this is so funny. This is so great. Welcome to my world, people. Welcome to my world. I say, how do you feel? And I get a bunch of data. I just got all this data, right? Well, oh, and so, which is great because I work with all men and I'm the feeling feeler kind of girl and nobody wants to jump in and play with me in this realm, except we just agreed that feelings drive the market. So if I was going to put a feeling to what you just described.
2: Well, you said feelings drive the the market.
0: Yeah. You don't believe that? I don't.
2: I don't know that there's, that's part of it. I mean, like, um, I know the supply and demand
1: mm-hmm.
2: that, that drives the market. Mm-hmm. There's consumer confidence. Um, Wait, I, what,
1: is consumer confidence wrapped around emotion?
2: Consumer confidence is wrapped around what's going on with it, it. You can't have a feeling about the market without something happening in the market first. Right. I mean, there's, there's facts. There are mm-hmm. things that are happening. Yes. So yes. I, I definitely deal with that more. I'm kind of a person that's kind of – I'm going to ignore my feelings because they lie to me.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's true. They do lie to you, so, don't they? Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I guess I appreciate if, that. if
2: you say the market's crashing, that immediately evokes fear. Yeah. Of course. And I go, oh, well, wait a minute. I don't need to be fair. I'm an educated person.
3: <laughs> you know?
0: <laughs> and you take control of your feelings.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
0: So um, anybody else – have a feeling? Yeah, go ahead. It's
3: crazy how there's two sides to it because mm-hmm. I, I see Tim's and Frank's side. And For going sure. back to what happened, like, let's talk football, like, with Kaepernick, yeah. what he did, Nike shot down, like, right after their stock, like, 20%. Right. And that was all, like, fear-based, like, people's mentality. And then, like, three days after, it shoots up 34%, you know? So it's, like, it's crazy how, how people really, like, their emotions really drive – I, I think kind of everything,
0: uh-huh. right? And
3: yep. and what I was thinking about when you guys were talking, it's crazy how everyone always says history repeats itself. Yes. And it does. It's it's like almost where it's been so many years where people kind of started to forget what happened and <laughs> they kind of ripped off the Band-Aid. Now it, we're kind of going back into it. I personally don't think it's going to be like, you know, right. 07, 08, yeah. sp- but it's it's crazy how history does repeat itself. Absolutely.
0: Go ahead, Tim.
1: I was I was thinking about uh, when you asked about the emotion, right? And, yeah. And I've been sitting here because I'm like I'm like Frank. I mm-hmm. I tend to uh, either ignore my emotions or just suppress them totally. Yes. <laughs> but um, it made me think of something you said in class uh, earlier this week, and you were talking to um, a club member about. This emotion, and he he used the analogy of a ro- of a um of a roller coaster, right? And he yes. said it kind of feels like we're on our way up that initial click, like you're going up that initial hill, and then you feel that click, 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 and <laughs> yep. you're waiting until that last click, right? And for me, that emo- that emotion is um well. What I want to say is this. To me, emotion definitely lies in the language that you use to describe it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because one thing I realized not lo- not very long ago is that the feelings that I feel in my stomach, the um, the butterflies, the mm-hmm. high energy, um, I can call that two things. It's the mm-hmm. same exact feeling. I can call it anxiety. I can call it fear. Or I can call it excitement. Yep. And right now, what I feel like is like as investors, as leaders of the of – of, uh, this group and as, um, being really involved in this market, Mm -hmm. I feel like we're in that first, uh, we're in the first car (laughs) and I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but when you go up, you stop feeling the click, but there's still the people behind you click, 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 and you're just waiting for that last one. And you're just like anticipating to let go. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes.
1: You know, and I can't wait. Personally, I can't wait until the let go Yeah. because a lot of money was made from 2008 Mm -hmm. till now. Yes. And I started in this business in 2010. Mm -hmm. So I spent the last eight years um, learning this business in in the most opportune time to actually make money. And I didn't make as much money as I probably could have Mm -hmm. for sure. Why is that? Because I started – I spent a lot of time learning through this last 10 years. Mm -hmm. I feel like now I get to do the next 10 years with 10 years of experience.
0: Yeah. Yes, that's exciting, right? I agree. I, I really love what you said. Uh, I, I think that's exactly right. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking about the roller coaster and I was thinking some of us love, love, love the roller coaster, oh, right. right? And we go on it because we cannot wait to get for the last click and then just to let go cause, and then scream our heads off and just have so much fun. and And so some people like – hate it. Right. Right. They don't really like it. But why do people who hate it, why do they go? What, why, who,
1: why do they get on? The why do they even get right? on? Right. The love-hate relationship.
0: But I don't know what it is, but I wonder about that. But a lot of people don't really like that feeling, but they kind of do. There's something, you know... Anyway, that's a different conversation.
3: I feel like at Disneyland, you guys peer pressure me. Oh... <laughs> That's why. It's Mickey Mouse. (laughs) Hi, this is Christian Rios. As many of you know, I've been a member of New Wealth Advisors Club for over seven years and got started when I was 17 years old with absolutely no real estate experience. One of the biggest lessons I have learned from being in the industry is the need for authentic relationships. If you're looking for an actual team locally in Southern California with all the resources needed to close deals, register for one of our free workshops by visiting www.joinnwac.com. Thanks for listening to the Flippin' Off Podcast.
2: Well, well, Tim, he was one of
3: one of those guys, right? What's that? To get people to do
2: something. You egg them on. That was you. Yeah. That word used to say. Oh, yeah. yeah
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't repeat that word. Yeah, I repeat no. That word. But it yeah. works. It works. <laughs> it people will get on that roller coaster with me. Peer pressure.
0: Yeah, Christian just said we peer pressure him. We definitely do. We do. We pressure him. Well, I don't, but some others of our group might. Spoon. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh,
4: for me, it's, I go back to fight or flight.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Right? You're going to ha- you have to choose one or the other. Mm-hmm. And the challenges, your emotions can hold you from making that choice.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Right? And that's where you get, become stuck. And we, we talked a little bit about that the last time, right, of what do you do? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's important to be in this group, yeah. to be surrounded by people that, yeah. that are going to hold me accountable, that are going to help me through things, have conversations over things, review deals and opportunities and all that, right? That that really helps to continue to move forward. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I know for me, I become that, that guy that I will I will suffer in silence. Mm. I'll sit there and I'll wait and mm. I'll wait and I'll wait, right, <clears throat> instead of, just going out and doing. And it's changed over time, right? Mm-hmm. Being around you guys, it's changed, but it's still there. So mm-hmm. I, I constantly have to battle that, right? It's really because it's, it's something, and, and I'm sure people out there deal with the same thing. It's, yeah. And some of it could be called fear, mm-hmm. right? So, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the flight that I refer to is, is going in a shell.
0: Mm-hmm. That's,
4: isolating. That's isolating and, and getting away from, from internalizing everything. Mm-hmm. So it becomes now, when I start to feel that way, it's when I now reach out. And I have conversations, right? And I went through this whole thing driving in here today, right? Is mm-hmm. this is happening. What if we did this? What if we did that? What about mm-hmm. this? What about that? Oh, wait, this, right? And, and just constantly going through the whole, whole battle all the way here. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's natural. Yes. But it's more about how do you react will determine your future, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
4: So if you, can't, if you can't react appropriately – then you're going to be stuck, and your future looks pretty dismal. Hmm. But if you can react and hang out with the right people, do the right things, take the right approaches, then the opportunity that Tim is talking about is prevalent, right? It's, it, it's all out there, and it's just a matter of that windfall happening when you hit the top of the, of the roller coaster <laughs> and you actually go down, <laughs> right? <clears throat> I'm, the, I'm the guy that gets on roller coasters because I enjoy the, the speed, right? but I don't care to sit in the front car.
0: Oh,
4: right? Interesting. <clears throat> but I'll sit in the back car and get whipped around all over the place and, <laughs> and knock silly, but it's just it is what it is, mm, right? Interesting. Now, can I sit in the front? Sure, but I, yeah,
0: doesn't,
4: you don't really it doesn't, doesn't thrill me to be in the yeah. front. Yeah. I guess I get excitement out of seeing people's heads get knocked
0: <laughs> around or something. I don't know. That's so funny. <laughs> I actually will wait to be the to get in the first car. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> me me too. yeah totally. <clears throat> yeah, you can wait. Like I said, I want to be in the car number one so they set you aside until the the car number one actually gets open. I love that feeling because I love the feeling of not knowing what's going to happen next. Mm -hmm. So that brings me like all kinds of thrill. (laughs) So it's funny you said that about um, fear or excitement. Like for me, it's like, yeah, that's a, it's a thrilling feeling, but I, I definitely have to. Be honest about that because if – and I think what Oscar just said is so exactly right on. Uh, if, if I stay in my head, if I stay internal, then I am going to be doom and gloom in no time. And people always think that I'm like this, you know, that I'm an extrovert. But I'm not an extrovert at all. I'm truly an introvert. And so it's re- like my most comfortable place is a 1,000% internal. Like, I would much prefer to be alone by myself and in my own thoughts and my own, like, I'm 100% good there. But I know that isn't what's the best for me. I know that I have very little opportunity to grow uh, if I stay internal, right?
4: You know, it's, it's it's interesting that as I look around the room here, I think the only one that's really an extrovert, and I, I'm probably wrong anyways, mm-hmm. is Tim.
0: Is Tim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that
4: Tim, not this one. Not, not. yeah, <laughs> Tim Jackson. I'm the one who, said, Right. <laughs> right. So, but we're all really introverts. Yeah. And I mean, going on, going to teach in yeah. front of the room, right? It's like anxiety overdrive. Yep. You're sweating bullets, this, that, and the other. And then you get comfortable once you're out there, right? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see that uh, through that, that anxiety, if you will, we still fight on. Yeah. We still go do what we have to do, right? Right. And that's what I sit back on is like, well, I can do this. Why, why is this holding me back? Mm-hmm. If I can go do that, well, who cares then, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's just continue to move forward. But it's 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 interesting that we all come from that same space.
0: You know, you know, I just read something that was talking about how do you define like what is the definition of an introvert versus an extrovert. And for me, the the real question, because I think every one of us, it's not really your behavior, it has nothing to do with how you behave. It has everything to do with what's happening internally. So and, and the and this thing I was reading said this. It said, if um, if you are like being around people, like let's say that you're tired, like you're emotionally tired, how do you recharge? Mm-hmm. And that's really the question. And that's really what defines whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. So some folks get really – they get charged up by being around maybe just their family, by being around um, other people. And that's what recharges them, right? If you're – if that's what an extrovert is actually, that's where you get recharged is by being around other people. An introvert gets recharged by being alone, Mm-hmm. Does So that is the difference. And people get really com- – they get confused on why, like yeah. which one. When I say, no, I'm really an introvert, they're like, be quiet. How could that even be, right? Because I'm you
4: – know. So that's why I hate crowds.
0: Right, right. It
4: takes a lot of energy to be right. around crowds. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Christian, what about you? How do you refuel? How do you recharge? Is it with people
3: or alone? Yeah. No, it's it's alone, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. I, a, a word that came to my mind – because I, I love being around people uh-huh. and yeah. – it's almost like I feel like I want to entertain people, I want to give people like a good time, mm-hmm. but it's draining, yeah, so then to recharge it's you know it's either, yeah, just being alone, mm-hmm.
0: and
3: the gym like the, mm-hmm. the gym usually in the morning is like my quiet time, mm-hmm. I read a book, and that's kind of my my getaway, and it's I usually do it in the morning, so it's kind of before any distractions happen, so yeah. that's kind of a good start to my day. That's really good.
0: What about you, Frank?
3: Um,
2: I guess there's certain people that I feel like, um, I, g- I get energy from mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, definitely being around mul- multiple people where you're in a position where you, you know, you want to, you're supposed to perform or whatever. I definitely get drained probably faster than anybody I've ever, I know.
1: Hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
4: I can vouch <laughs> for you. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I can get vouched for you as well. And then you go in your office alone and yeah. <laughs> shut the door and I do the same thing. I'm, that's what I spend most of my time in my office alone at the office. It's very, um, for me, very draining just to be around people. And I was thinking about, um, I was thinking about Carla. You know, like we're we're getting ready to uh, be married coming up, and she is. I don't know if she would say this, but based on this conversation, she's very much an extrovert. Mm-hmm. She We're always having conversations about she wants to be go out and be with people. And I'm like, just you and me, just you and me. Like, I don't mm-hmm. – you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to go yes. out and be with your friends or mine. I just want it to be us. Um, but it's – it, and I think that's – I think that's – like, I just am getting that right now. Is that mm-hmm. She's very much an extrovert, mm-hmm. and sometimes we end up in arguments over that, mm-hmm. but it's because – um it's because we both get refilled differently. Absolutely. And, um, and that's OK. Sure. And then I think what I really got down to is that a lot of times me personally, I used to confuse um, introvert and extrovert with um, – Shy and not shy.
0: Oh, yeah, no. Like, those
1: those meant the same to me. Mm. And it wasn't until I heard the definition that you just gave, which is that an introvert just gets refilled by being alone and, and you know, whatever you do when you're alone. Mm-hmm. And then the extrovert gets, um, gets refilled by going out and being out at yes. Disneyland or wherever yes. you go yes. to get refilled. Yes. That's you. It doesn't mean that you can get – on stage. And I used to be confused with that. Like I used to be confused that like I realized I was an introvert, but I called it shy.
0: Yes. And
1: that shyness kept me from getting on stage mm-hmm. and doing what I think I was made to do. Mm-hmm. And now I, I realize I can be an introvert mm-hmm. and get on stage. Yes. And this is not the conversation we started having.
4: <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It isn't, it isn't but <clears throat> so let me, let me attempt to bring it back a little bit. Good. So I think that what we ended up with is that emotions drive a lot of things in right. our lives, right? Yep. So we can't help but have maybe knee-jerk reactions when the market stumbles, right? when the house that we have for sale doesn't sell like we used to, right, where <laughs> you listed it on a Thursday. By Saturday, you were in contract. Right. doesn't happen anymore. Nope. So, yeah, absolutely. There's an emotion that, that takes place that <clears throat> sink, kind of – right, that unsettling feeling that you have in your stomach. Cool. But – what was really clear when you were talking right now for me, Tim, was that the reason I believe that everyone here can continue to move forward and do the things that we do is because of how well aligned we are with our personal core purpose. Mm. That's what drives each one of us and allows us to move forward and do the things that we need to do. Otherwise, <clears throat> if we were not in tune with that, we would still try to be something that we're not and we would inevitably fail because it's not who we are. Wow. Wow so i th- I think um what I'm hearing in in this whole
1: conversation that went everywhere as opposed to where we thought it was going to go <laughs> um, what I'm hearing and what I think I just heard you say, Oscar, is that what we do in light of this information we have about this new situation we're in, the market under the the grumblings of the market and knowledge of the past, and uh, what we do is we stay true to who we are and just keep moving forward absolutely. And the, I think the one thing that I also heard was that we band together. Like we, we don't do this alone. We don't go internal. Maybe we go get refilled in the morning at the gym or, mm-hmm. or whatever and we go fill up. But we don't stay there in our own thoughts and in our own um, negativity as we go through challenges in life. We band together and we are honest with each other and we come together and we attack this next 10 years
3: mm-hmm.
1: together and we um will find ourselves and i don't mean together just the five of us at this right. table i mean right. us as a club as as a, club. as a as a country mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. if we could band together and just move forward we'll be fine no matter what especially if if everybody was to get on if everybody was in tune with who they were called to be then it would be just Huge, happen. right and mm-hmm. it wouldn't matter what the market looked like so i think that's what i'm hearing yeah. in this conversation
0: that's so good so good I, I it's funny i was um talking with david yesterday about about this idea and i said to him i feel like there's this tension between uh and it was kind of in the introvert extrovert kind of conversation but there's the t- the tension between uh community and um being alone hmm. and that that if you can identify that like how do you create that right balance in your life so that you stay healthy and that's what you were just saying. I loved how I, when I heard you say alone, I started laughing to myself because I was like, yep, that needs to be the next podcast <laughs> is Together Alone. Hmm.
1: <laughs> you know, hmm. wow. <laughs> you know, the exact opposite of that. And you hear people mention it all the time. I feel like we're kind of going along. But um, mm-hmm. what you just said, I could say it in a different way, right? And we'll talk about um, positive versus negative and how we can use our language to shift it. But Together Alone sounds very similar as if I said I'm alone, even when I'm in a crowded room, oh, right? Yeah, very that's real. Like a lot of people say, oh, I'm, I feel alone even when I'm in a crowded room. Yeah. Or as an introvert, I need to learn how to be together while I still am alone. It's like exact
4: opposites,
0: but mm-hmm. it's a mindset. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. I think that should be our next podcast. What do you guys think?
4: Yeah. It's going to be interesting.
0: Okay. What are you going to say, Christian? Yes. No, I was just going yeah. to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you're going to say is yes? yes. Affirmative. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> all right. Cool. Okay. All right, guys. Well, uh, I hope you got a little bit of something. I hope, you, I hope that you listening got a nugget from what you heard from us today. Uh, we're going to continue this conversation. I'll let you in on a secret. We're going to continue it now, but you have to wait for another week to hear it.
1: Oh, you mean you're going to like – spoil the illusion of Hollywood?
0: <laughs>
1: we're, we're all going to go change our shirts and come back in here and do this again?
2: Well, if that's the case, I'm not changing
0: <laughs> Shirts and Shirts and shirts. 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 shirts I, I was going to say, until yeah. the next one
3: comes out, this would be a great one to re-listen to just because there was so much yeah. but so many nuggets, not just one nugget that you could take. You could probably get a nugget each time you re-listen to it. So, I agree. you know, this has to be one that you revisit, visit one
0: sure. of one of the uh, mark is your favorites, best of the best, Put favorites it on for sure. Absolutely, it's a good one too. I agree. Okay, uh, people, family, persons, we'll see you guys um, soon. We will talk to you soon. For now, you got NWAC. Flip it off. I'm Melina Boswell, your host of the Flippin' Off Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we'd love for you to subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and tell your friends all about us. You can find more episodes of the Flippin' Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you like to listen to awesome podcasts like this. If you like what you've heard, we'd really appreciate it if you'd follow us on Facebook and Instagram and tell us the stories that you'd like to hear. Tim Jackson is our senior producer. Luke Jackson is our editor. Brothers. Josh Maldine is our producer. Sound design by Frequency Factory. Our executive producer is Mind & Mill. This was all created by Dave Boswell for New Wealth Advisors Club.